G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast, where the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by Kays and Doss. How you going boys? Good I'm evening, not a Hef. hoe. <laughs> God damn it. Do you want to explain some uh, context behind that joke there, Dossie? Uh, this is our second time recording the <laughs> opening pitch. <laughs> and uh, I responded to the joke that was not there the second time. The first time I accidentally called Dossie Ho for some weird reason. I think I got Hef and K's and Doss mixed up into one word. But uh, You did. Anyways, we're back. Um, K's microphone wasn't working, so we had to restart the podcast. Just want to say good day and maybe test your microphone there, K's. G'day, guys. Yeah, got Hello. S- got something Hello. there. Hello. Yeah. Sweet, I'm on. I'm I think on. something's working this time. Testing. So. Yeah, we just started recording before and Kays wasn't coming up. Actually, I noticed Kays wasn't coming up on the camera feed. That was the issue. Um, but now he's here. So. That's where the money's made. Yeah, I know. We can't be without it. So, yeah. Anyway, um, what was my what were my jokes? What was my material for the first one? I, I was freestyling, but uh, what do we usually do? Oh, we talk about our teams. That's right. Dossie, how'd your team go on the weekend? Terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, talk us I through. had uh, Zeret captain. Mm. I had... Titchell was out this week, obviously. The late out of Pendles, uh, Cogs was garbage. There was a lot of uh, lot of issues with my team this week. And I, in a shallow team, like I've, like I've told you guys before, we play a 4-5-1-4. Um, so with that many failures, uh, I think I got the lowest score of the round. Oh, wow. How's your, is your, how's your team sitting? I'm doing pretty well, mate. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just expect. <laughs> just a bad way. Co-host of the podcast. I'm six, I'm six and three. Six okay. and three. Okay. And in line for a flag. Right. Is it that. true you were giving people advice on Twitter to like bring Paddy Dow into their teams? Uh, look, I got a DM <laughs> about it. So I don't it. know if that's like approved or sanctioned <laughs> by the you know, Keeper League brand. I thought it was trolling and I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> to explain, a listener hit me up, asked me if they think Paddy Dow's worth um, picking up. And I said- no, I don't. I don't endorse Paddy Dower. But I said, but ask Doss though. <laughs> in your direction. Well, I think he asked if he wants to stash him. It's like, well, yeah, go ahead. This is the last season ever of like, AFL, mate. They might bring in VFL Come Fantasy on, next year. <laughs> Haven't you seen the articles that he's being targeted yeah. by several clubs? But maybe like Sandringham or, you know, Williamstown oh, or something like that. <laughs> Mighty, if he comes to the Weagles, oh my God. <laughs> That would be so good. Every chance to come to the Kenilworth Cougarboroughs at this stage. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be playing along. Could you imagine Dossie alongside oh. Paddy Dow? Could you imagine Doss getting It'd be, a hard, it'd be the hard, hardest tag he's ever laid. Imagine yeah, for his own teammate. Yeah. Imagine Doss getting like, replaced in this side for Paddy Dow. I think Doss would take <laughs> that. Happily, yeah. yeah. Happily give it to Paddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, boys, have you noticed um, I shaved my head again? I went one lower this week. One lower? Yeah, I went to a number one. Ran the uh, lawnmower 4.0 across it. Mm, so. I can see. Yes. Yeah. Very good. That's mm. how good the lawnmower 4.0 is. It gets through your hair on your head. It gets through your pubes. It's the best. It's a close shave. It is. It is. Um, we, did you guys receive an email from uh, mm. Manscaped on Saturday I morning? I did. Now, when, oh, I thought we were allowed to talk about it this week, but I looked at the dates and it says the 18th is the earliest we're allowed to talk about it. <sighs> We've got two more days before we can actually talk about it. So I have to do an emergency pod. Maybe. We should, maybe we should do a Twitter <laughs> Spaces by the time our product- Because it might be here on the day. I don't know. Talk about it too. Twitter Spaces? God. Yeah. Maybe next week we should have the product on the podcast. That might be pretty interesting for listeners. That <laughs> when means they find out have a bald scrote. When they find out what it is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, definitely. You might have to uh, run the lawnmower across it. The weed whacker up the uh, nose as well. 
Do you yeah. put the weed whacker in your ears? Because it's supposed to be ear trimmer as well. Uh, haven't noticed. I don't know. I don't know if I <laughs> have hairy ears. He's not that old right. yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might be clogged up with earwax by the time you pull it out. So yeah, maybe not. But, maybe uh, not. Yeah. yeah, a few things going out. But anyway, next week we'll have a new product to uh, talk about from Manscaped. So that's pretty exciting. I, f- I realised I forgot to do my sob story at the start about my team. I had three injury- injuries this week. No, so we don't care. Don't yeah, worry about didn't that. think so anyway. Yeah. All right, let's get on to the round rewind. All right, first game of the week was with you, Dossie. That was Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs. What did you see? Yes, my only half competitive game that I got to watch this weekend. And it was a very cracking contest, guys, mainly because of one particular man on the Bulldog side. Jack McRae, no, we can't talk about him. Bailey Smith, nay, he's better than those. His name is Bailey Williams. Okay, what did he score? He must have had a massive, yeah. massive score then for him to be brought up here. 63. Okay. Uh, he's got just the 63. God help me. Look. It I don't was want to the, do a podcast anymore. It was the role. It was a role change. We're allowed to talk about role changes. We are. Right? We're allowed to talk about role changes. He was playing on a wing. So cool. Get excited, boys, because he looked great. Sweeping off the back of the contest. Oh, my boy was fantastic. 16 disposals, five marks. He, he could have kicked two goals, which were two points, unfortunately. But look, just trust the role. Trust the B-dubs. And honour the great man. Said on Twitter, it's just one of those games I'm glad I didn't see, so I didn't have to, don't have to comment on this at all. One of those games I wish I wasn't involved in the podcast for, really, <laughs> as well. Look, I think it also affects another player, which I believe you've been across him a little bit. I'll just mm-hmm. skip to this guy because he was on debut and it was Luke Cleary. So, relevant for a few um, classic coaches out there this mm-hmm. week in particular, which you've been dabbling in classic yourself there, Kays. Poorly, a very bit. poorly. But <laughs> anyway, he, scored- he was a lot more interested in when he was like ranked about 1,000th. Yeah. What's he ranked now, Kays? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Who was your captain this week? Travis Boak. <laughs> there you go. Uh, look, he, he, I'm talking about Luke Cleary, 64 points on debut. Looked pretty cool and composed down back. I don't know if you got a chance to catch this I game. didn't, but that was all I was hearing on Twitter is how, you know, like mm. he didn't look out of place one bit. No, I wasn't afraid to call for those switch kicks and those plus sixes. Now, we've seen kind of the Bulldogs' back line scoring pretty well as a unit lately, and I didn't even mention a guy because we've been talking about him so much. I don't think I put him on the rundown, but, you know, Ed Richards, again, has had a massive game and scored 96. I think we've talked plenty about his role this year um, already. But, yeah, Luke Cleary sort of fits seamlessly in, and and this is a back line that consists of, you know, Caleb Daniel, who's a high-scoring, high-possession mm-hmm. player, Bailey Dale, who likes the ball in his hands, and Ed Richards, who's emerging, and to still get 64 points on debut. Yes, it was Collingwood, um, pretty, you know, a lot of ball movement going on there. But, yeah, I just think I like the way he went about it. And for your long-term stash, you know, couldn't go, can't go wrong. Why not? Mm. More of a dynasty league, though. Uh, you know, you're not going to get too much out of him week by week. Good classic option though, for sure. Let's talk about another another classic option. More than a more than the uh, these are dynasty stash I guys. Think this guy is a great uh, classic option. Yeah, Are you Kamas. I'm talking about. So he scored 57 points, and honestly. He's just what the dogs have been missing, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you look at the guys that they've run through there. Look, Jamara Yugo Hagen might be good in the future. Like, he's a very, very young key forward. They take years to develop, and I'm sure he'll be good in the future. But he just hasn't been able to provide what they need right now without um, Josh Bruce and the team. And Buku Kamas, like, even Josh Shackey hasn't been able to produce that sort of forward target that they need. 190 centimetres. So, he's not a, a giant by any means, but he does what they need at the 
in that position and that's just make a contest you know be willing to lead and be willing to go for the contest and also when the ball hits the ground he's he's awesome as well so i just found yeah i've been really i was really impressed watching him play on the weekend it's kind of got a bit of that uh, it's maybe a bad comparison but someone like a tory dixon you know like never was a big dude but just mm. was a presence up there had a crack good below his knees you know solid enough that can kick three goals in a game and that kind of thing once he gets into his rhythm you know yeah you just you need those role players that's kind of like they're you know not invisible for the mm. whole game and, so, and sometimes mm. unfortunately like i said young player like a yugo hagel can yeah. go quarters with being unseen whereas karma's kind of popped up you know he, he pops up he makes himself noticed so fantasy wise yeah that's it's, my it's tough it's gonna be tough because he's he's more of that like I said, he's 190 centimetres, so he's kind of that in-between medium tall yeah. forward. Just players of that height and play in those kind of roles just don't score that mm. well. That Interesting thing was he, you know, I don't think he could do this at AFL level, although with the dogs, they have a ruck rule of anyone over, I think it's about 175 centimetres can play in the ruck. But <laughs> so Caleb was, Daniel can't play and everyone else can. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. he was playing as a forward ruck in the VFL. So honestly, with, with how the Bulldogs do run their ruck system as their backups, I wonder if something like that could eventually make him fantasy relevant because he's clearly got the a, a leap on him and he, and he can probably, he's good at ground level as well. So mm. I don't know, it's, it's interesting, but I also noted um, his... Nickname probably should be Buku Quad Mass because <laughs> those are some thick quaddies. Uh, very girthy. <laughs> That's the worst pun ever. Uh, and then finally on the Bulldog side, Riley West. This is a guy that I'm just a big fan of. Look, he only, again, this is all the 60s. I'm, I'm running through all the players that scored 60 in this game. We know it's hard to pick players for the Bulldogs that, that are, um, aren't 2G for aren't P. 2G for P2, good for the podcast. You know, for sometimes you don't about. have to pick any. You can just say no one was good and you can move on. I, I was excited by these guys. You love digging through the trash. That's your that's I was your excited thing. by, particularly <laughs> Riley West. He's, uh, he's, my bald, he's my manscaped bald scroat goat of the round because he's just son of a gun by the way, mm -hmm. uh, Scotty West. But just the way he's so hard at the footy and like, I think he could actually have a role in this side going forward. The issue with him, he loves to give away free. So he had four frees against in this game, which if you take, if you take, add those on, that was a fieldable forward score of 76 points. So um, he's got a game, I think against, oh no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I've noted in here that uh, he, I hope that West Coast target him. I thought he might have had a West Coast matchup coming up. But no, I was talking about how I hope they target him. Because the way he's going to be able to score is if he plays in the guts and that's there's no pathway forward for him to do that at the dogs. Doesn't seem like it, no. Yeah. Just keep an eye. Uh, on, the, uh, on the Collingwood side of things, Darcy Cameron, I think we we're a bit hesitant to 2G for PM last not week. Hesitant, not hesitant to 2G for P. It was more like he needs to qualify first and yeah, he's going no, to understand well, that. So, yeah. But what I'm going to flag, though, is um, I will throw a little bit of an asterisk in there because this week, do they bring in a little Mason Cox with, with the fact that Beg kind of, you know, I think what it, he, he had a Stinks. pretty quiet game yeah. on the weekend, still super young. Mm -hmm. Mason Cox played in the ruck on the weekend in the VFL and, and looking at the state league case, you would have seen he tore it up. Big score. We were talking about it on the waiver wire pop yeah. before you ducked in. I mm. think uh, Mason Cox was averaging like 103 as the ruckman for Collingwood in their VFL side. I think he comes straight back in. Yeah. He's also 3% owned. So if you do need a, you know, a little waiver pickup this week, Mason Cox might be an absolute gem. I haven't seen much Collingwood over the last three or four weeks, but so what was Begg's actual role? So was he playing, were they just playing 50-50 ruck split or was, can Begg play at forward? Is that, is he, can he? Yeah, it was like a 50-50 ruck forward split, but with about 50% time on ground as well. Could, so not much this, time. Could this actually be better for Darcy Cameron in that, that Mason Cox plays majority at forward and 
Darcy Cameron plays majority in the ruck. Well, he's already, but he's already doing that. Basically, but like, if it was a 50-50 well, split, no, no, no. I'm talking about like, f- sorry, I'm talking about Beg was playing fifty-fifty, but he was only on the ground for fifty percent time on ground, so he's playing like a oh, quarter coming of the game. off. Okay, yeah, I was like, thinking it might just be like chop out. Like, it might be Cameron like had case nineteen there. hitouts. Uh, sorry, nineteen CBAs. Beg had six. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, yeah. Can't see that register much. But they probably, we'd probably just be the status quo, though, right? Just cocks up forward. Well, what, why did they not play Grundy like the way they're playing Cameron right now? Like oh, there's, you know. Oh, I've seen him play. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean though? I just mean they were so hesitant to run Darcy. Ca- sorry, like Grundy as the sole ruck without a proper oh, veteran yeah. backup. Yeah. Why are they going to be happy running it with Cameron when they've got Cox carving up in the VFL? Mm. I yeah. think Cox comes in. I don't think it hurts. I think, no, I think Cox comes the, in, but I don't, I, think I, think think I don't think it hurts Cameron's Yeah, spot, I just think it doesn't hurt him. That's all. Just go, just, Cox just, just goes forward and pinch hits. That's just all. He's got one week left, boys, and then he's off the pod. Now I'm just going to talk about a few players quickly because they didn't score well, but we like the look of them. Ollie Henry, 54 points. Mm-hmm. The epitome of an almost game, I would have said, that they like to use in the media. Just because he... <laughs> Like, he was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Every time he got the pill, he looked fantastic, but then he went to kick it and he'd shank it out in the full or miss a set shot from straight in front. There was the worst one was when he took an advantage and he was like, it was 20 metres in front that would have had a set shot straight in front and he took the advantage. Whether or not he heard the whistle, I don't know, but shanked it completely out of bounds. Uh, Caleb Poulter on return, a, a keeper league favourite. Oh, sorry, just to wrap up Ollie Henry, I really like the way he goes about it, though, for the future um, stash as a forward. Um, Caleb Poulter only scored the 49 points on his return game. I think he was mostly playing a bit of a wing. So his traditional role that he scored well in last year just looks a bit bit lacking in the confidence department, um, whether that's the new system, struggling to adapt or whatever. But, you know, right now he's not ownable, unfortunately. And last but not least, it was very nice to see the great man on the wall that we have here behind me. Uh, hopefully, the, Is that Hef? the thing can see. It's, yeah, Hef's pipes <laughs> photoshopped <laughs> onto Finn McRae, who um, was the sub in this game, 18 points. It was just nice to see him out there. Also, I just want to flag Aiden Begg. Kind of looks like Chrissy Main at times there, okay. and I just want to just want to state that the the spirit of Chrissy Main lives on. Just going back on Polter, I reckon he's a real good buy low candidate. So probably a few people willing to sell him from there. So, do you see that, or do you think he's like not that I'm all out on Dersma, but do you think it's like a a Dersma situation where it's just like out of favour? Dersma yeah. is yeah, I think he's more out of favour. Like yeah. I don't know. I show, he showed so much promise last year, and then a new coach comes in and just changes things up a bit. Like I reckon he's just so second year blues, things. and he'll be right. Well, for Paul, I think that what um, they were saying, McRae wanted to play a lot more defensive, and I don't yep. think it suits him no. as much. So the other yeah. thing is that one wings Josh Dacos, the other wings still cyber at the moment. They just need still side bottom to go away. Go away. Yeah. Okay. It might happen soon. So, we see. All right. Well, he had the role in this game, though, and scored 49. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. Gays, uh, onto your game. Yes. First one of the week. Uh, Hawthorne versus Richmond. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with Shay Shy Bolton. Uh, 102 points. He's been brought back to the pod after a uh, pretty average start to the season, but he's finally hit some good form. 136, 90, and 102 in his last three. Picked up two goals and had 20 touches. And... I think that the Tigers are really starting to get their season back on track. They're looking like an absolute threat, you know, at least to make finals. And I think he's the most important person in their side, probably apart from Dusty, to give him that spark, especially in the midfield. And um, had a bit more of a 50-50 midfield forward split, but did have the 16 CBAs, which is three more than Dusty on the weekend. So starting to get a bit more in the guts. I think he's one who's obviously going to be much better 
suited in the midfield as opposed to playing that, you know, permanent forward. So um, I reckon you can ride the wave with uh, Shy. I'm just devastated. I, re- I rejected a trade in my home league for Shea Bolton right before this three-match run, and it was for like it wasn't a it, it was a great buy-low opportunity, mm. I think, for Shea, and it's you've missed it. So yeah, it's, he's back really to two G. Uh, Liam Baker had 88 points, uh, 24 touches, seven tackles from him, and just a classic Liam Baker tease game. Uh, <laughs> Because he had 83 two weeks ago, and basically around that, he's had 36 points games. So, I reckon he just gets ruined by playing at Richmond. I reckon he could be anything if he moved clubs. Is he back in the back line, though? He did play back in the yeah, back line. Yeah, because... It's, and Rioli did have a bit more of a quieter game this, this week. Um, but I don't know, like, it's just... What do you do if you own someone like him? Like, you can't field him week in, week out, because you can't... An 80 is not good enough to be like, yeah, and you definitely don't want that 36 in your side. So, obviously, Richmond, you know, if you can loop him, maybe, but um, I don't know. You do get a few Friday night games and stuff out of Richmond. Yeah. Think, Although, um, with a floating fixture, maybe I think not. the weird positive out of him, and I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, was the fact that Short randomly moved into the midfield, and mm. then you've got a spare spot in the back line to get some more pill, and I think that's where he's kind of slotted in. Dude, Short might be BTP. If this midfield move. <laughs> nah, he's still scoring pretty well, but he's not scoring at the highest because he doesn't get those kickouts. But anyway. Do you know what I mean? Though? There's like, yeah, the 30% sort yeah. of extra. Yeah, he's out of there. You get Baker a bit of rotation back there. Yeah, I think no, it's yeah. helping him big time. Yeah. It's just like, because there's so many like candidates back there that a short moving out could help. Yeah. And mm. I know, I'm just wondering if it just kind of just splits across them. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan uh, Soldo had 85 points and... Actually, for much of the game, I didn't even know he was playing, but ended up with two goals, seven touches, and 25 hit outs. It's because he only played 47% tog. Whoa. So, 85 points from 47% tog. Now, um, I think he's a name that lots of clubs should have on their radar because he is actually a fantastic tap ruckman. 26 years old. Why would you want to play second fiddle to Nank, who's 27 and the captain? Like, he's not gone anywhere. Yeah. I honestly reckon, I think he's about 37% ownership. I reckon this is like real pie in the sky stuff, but. I really rate Soldo very highly as a player and a fantasy player. And if he's, you know, if there's any trade rumours around the end of the year, I reckon so he's one you want and, a piece of. Yeah, just try and stash him away if for that can, potential. You might get him for absolutely nothing. Don't mind that. It's a great point on the fact that Nank's, yeah, only 27. He looks he looks so much older. I think <laughs> just with the state of rucks at the moment, with I know a lot of them are injured, but it's really hard to identify the next big things in the ruck department. So, jumping on, a, you know, blokes like um, Soldo when they're kind of at rock bottom probably isn't yeah. the worst idea if you can stash them. If you can stash them. Yeah. Or even just have them, like, get them into your side and yeah. at the end of, before the end of the year and go like, and if something happens in the trade period, you're looking like a genius. I'm rolling you know, like, with- Kind of Proust-like. Yeah. I'm rolling with Hayes and Chol at the moment. as are in two big rucks. trouble. Thanks to a few injuries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on to the Hawks. Jarman Impey had 99 points and I'm loving the groove that he's getting into. Uh, his average, his last five game average is looking uh, very, well, bit poor because he had that 15 point game. But, you know, basically every other score apart from 15 points yeah, is between fine. 75 and 99. So 26, he looks an absolute integral part to that Hawks running defense. And I reckon he's an 80 plus average defender for the next four to five years. Yeah, I, I definitely doubted him earlier in the season just because I wasn't sure if he'd back up the kind of stellar season that he had last year. But mm. I'm I'm sold on him now. Yeah. Good call, he, Kaz. He look, he good call really, on that one. He looks really good. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. Dylan Moore and Jarman MP, they're your two guys that you've got this year. I know Hawthorne. I know Hawthorne. (laughs) 
Uh, one guy I'm not quite sure about is Max Lynch. Uh, he had 72 points and, look, he's a workhorse, but he just keeps getting banged Hold up. Hold on, you're jumping off. No, just listen. Hold on. He just keeps getting injured. Like, he had a knee knock or something like that and he spent a bit of time off the ground and then Justin Kuzitsky came Legit, into the Every game he's played, he's basically spent time off the ground with like a knock or yeah. a concussion, concussion test or something, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, kick one goal, had 12 best. touches. Happens to all the best, like Shawnee Das. I reckon a big score is just around the corner. He just needs to play for four quarters. Um, but he probably needs to get it together before Reeves uh, returns because I think, yeah. I, he's I, still TBC on the injury list, Reeves. Is he? Yeah. Right. And so many of our players are TBC. And you're going to assume that big boy's not coming back with a broken neck or He's a was, long so. way off. Yeah. I think he's actually got weeks next to his name. Reeves doesn't even have that. He's right. been out for four already. So Anyway, I do reckon Maxi Lynch has got a, a big score around the corner. I've got a, And I've got a picture waiting to go on Twitter. But uh, speaking of Hawthorne Rucks, was there a new person who jumped into the uh, Justin into the Tuzitsky, fold? Yeah. yeah, 85 points. He was fantastic. Um, he had kicked two goals, five marks, and had seven hitouts. Uh, now, he kind of came in when, when Lynch did that, spend that time off the ground. And it's easy to see why there's a bit of optimism around the Hawks because, look, Hef, I know you don't love your Ruck forwards. But no, it's not that I don't love them. It's just statistically they're one of the worst performing players on the field. But what I like with Kaczynski, for example, he's obviously their key forward, right? But the fact that he can go in and pinch hit, especially in the situation that the Hawks are in now where they don't really have anyone else to back up Max Lynch, um, I think it's good. He had 14 CBAs on the weekend. So he he more than welcome had some time in there. Um, But yeah, I think just to the side, him and Mitch Lewis are genuine players. I hope Hawthorne can kind of get a nucleus together and up and running because I think those two big boys up forward can be worth looking at. No, just, yeah, going back to the ruck forward thing, yeah, statistically they don't perform that well, Kays, but there's often these things called outliers and a few are exceptions to the rule. I love an outlier. I'm sure you can get your head around that one, but, uh, yeah, see how we go from there. Got some outliers for you, actually. (laughs) Oh, do you? Yeah. I saw Lockie Bramble play to right. It wasn't too bad. like? Do you remember? Uh, Still that halfback. It's just going to be what happens with, and they like to use Bramble, which is good. Mm. Like it was weird, you know. Will Day spent some time in the in the CBA. Oh yeah, what was going on there? I think they're just generally trying some shit. Yeah, weird. They, and they managed Tom Mitchell and just throw Will Day in. And there. it's not like he's a big dude. He's like a rangy, you know, skinny dude. Yeah. And, and like he, he got just a couple does clearances, not look like an inside midfielder. No, at all. and I don't know what they're trying there no. because he's a he's the perfect distributor. Like he's like Jordan Dawson, Mark II, in terms of his leg. Um, so I just don't know what they're. Guess who had the most around. tackles in the game in this one? Who, Dossie? Will Day. Really? Yeah. As an inside mid. Five tackles. <laughs> Leading. <laughs> Leading tackling. That kind of day for Hawthorne. Anyway, we'll move on to North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Uh, yeah, enjoyable game. Back in the fold. Never doubted Ken Hinckley ever. Um, so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Play North Melbourne, let's settle down. Um, when's he going to re-sign, mate? Jeez, if he wins this week, I reckon he'll definitely be coaching next year, unfortunately. But anyway, <laughs> just can't get rid of him. <laughs> you there's love so, him deep down. There's you, so you've many got other coaches that are like, Kenny. when we were 0-5, and five, like, there's so many coaches now that are like copying up there. They reckon they're going to sack Noble before they sack Ken Hinckley now in the media. You want Simo gone. We've already lost Leon Cameron. All far more successful <laughs> coaches than Ken Hinckley. <laughs> Simo's all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lockie Young's the first player I want to talk about. Uh, 90 points he scored. He's had back-to-back good scores, actually. I think an 80 last week as well. I think it's just a catalyst of um, Hall being out and McDonald being on the wing in the last couple weeks. Well, he's definitely on the wing this week. Um, I didn't watch him last week. But, um, yeah, just kind of in defense, just dropping into holes, taking a few marks. 
here and there. But he had 19 kicks um, and four handballs. So things is averaging 60. But I think I'm just going to, if he averages 80 again, I'll start paying attention. But I think this is just a one-off score because he's had back-to-back good scores. But yeah, Hall's going to return very soon. But yeah, as I was saying, like with Bailey Scott and him back there as well, like I was a bit concerned about Hall. But yeah, seeing McDonald go back onto a wing this week anyway. And I think it was actually David Noble saying on in an interview after the game that they've been having issues as to who plays on the wing and Noble actually said he wants McDonald on the wing. He reckons he's the answer okay. to that kind of dilemma that they've got. So I think it could be really good for Bailey Scott, who I'll talk about next. Um, we've been talking about him for weeks, but he just can't get 2G4P because he would just have one, you know, you know, three out of four will, will be mm. good and one drop. But yeah, he bounced back after low score last week and just played that same role. So um, yeah. yeah. I dropped him. I was worried. Because oh, it was just seven. He'd only gone 70s and I yeah, was like, exactly. oh, if you're getting 70s in that role. That's all I'm expecting of him though, especially like with Hall coming back. Have, so against Paul. But as a forward like this year, I thought, especially. haven't defenders been poor against Paul? Or has that changed? Uh, I don't know. I had it up on the screen before. They, but were, they were early, days. weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember. But that you yeah. just use that as an excuse for Bowie, but he's actually just not that good. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> Boom. Uh, anyway, Cam Zerha. Kays, we used to froth over this guy. In, oh, I like Cam Zerha. We're talking about on the Wave Wire podcast, the 2020 season, uh, pre-season. We could not get enough of this guy. Um, but he was not one of North's better players on the weekend. And mainly for the reasons that we kind of touted back in that 2020 preseason, it kind of came to fruition a bit. And it has come to fruition a little bit, but never holds. But yeah, he had five CBAs, which was 80% of the CBAs just because there wasn't a heap of goals scored. Port did win by 10 goals, but um, yeah, there wasn't like a stack as there usually was. So he had 18% off those five, but it was the most CBAs he's had for the year. And he's had 0% since round three where he's, I think his highest was only like four or 5% anyway. But yeah, this is why we flagged him a couple of years ago because he looks like the kind of forward ball that could go inside the midfield and just mm. you know, ruffle a few feathers and get a few CBAs and just kind of stir things up in there and he's kind of did that this week so and on the back of that I didn't write down his score because I'm an idiot but uh, I know it was a fairly high score I think it was in the 90s 83 83 there we go um, so yeah he looks like a likely type for this role I think so if this continues uh, I might be one to look at Jake Stringer Mark 2 yep good comparison yeah I like that one 3 goals 4 didn't get much of the pill though playing in the kicks like Jake true, true the goals did help out I did have that written up there in the notes but I forgot to read it but anyway um, Jed Anderson so 72 points and he had the most CBAs behind LDU and he ran out the game a lot better but still looked a little bit gas and with Simkin out I think they might have just thrown him in there to try to get him a bit of fitness there was really nothing to lose I think but yeah he had 26 touches and only laid one tackle so from memory that's pretty unsimkin like isn't he a bit of a, a tackling machine and Anderson yeah yeah. Anderson, yeah he's a very he was yeah, tackle, a yeah. tackle kind of beast when yeah, he yeah. was inside there yeah so he only had one tackle so that's you know if he actually would have played his usual game that should have been like a, a 90 kind of score um, but yeah you'll take the 70 from him listed as a forward so I think he's building and I may have thrown I've made it offered him up to K's this week in a trade for Rao. So <laughs> average six tackles last year. Yeah. Anderson. There you go. How yeah, do you, Dossie, how do you get onto those stats so quickly? Do you just quickly Google them? You always seem to know them. They're just off the top of the game. Yeah, dome. I do. I'm quick on the Googs. Okay, that's what but, it is. Um, yeah, six tackles last year. Look, like not high possession getter, but yeah, I think he could in the role because he's always kind of fling, flung around from role to role. Yeah. Um, late last season, he sort of started to rack it up, but... I don't know. He's always a low time on ground guy, though. So it's like, yeah, True. maybe he's building back, but like he always tended to get in the seventies when he was at his prime. I'll like, never forget that twenty twenty season when he was just when everyone was only scoring eighties because yeah. it was COVID year, and he was actually scoring tons. Just wish yeah. he could get back to that. Not low tog man. It's just his, yeah, man. he's just yeah. a low tog guy. Unfortunately, it's pretty funny how some of those twenty twenty scores you do forget that that they were playing lower 
game time just because the games were shorter. Mm. And that's why they're so good. Um, Tom Powell, everyone's been screaming for him the last few weeks. Uh, he had 50 points split between midfield and forward. Low time on ground, 67%. He kind of just doesn't look up to it when he's out there. But you could say that about half the North Melbourne side. That's the thing. So, I don't know. I am I was pretty keen to see him back in there because I thought he was pretty harshly done by it. But, yeah, I just don't know if he's often enough to that side at the moment. And I know that's harsh to say because it's North Melbourne. But hopefully he just gets a run at it and he can build. Maybe that's just what the What was issue. his role inside? Um, midfield. He didn't have a heap of CBAs. I don't think it was huge. But, they keep um, chucking him on yeah. a wing, it seems. Like. Well, I, mean, yeah. I didn't watch this game, but that's what he... Didn't... Earlier in the year, yeah. I do yeah. watch wings quite closely, and I don't think he was on a wing I'll check that what his CBAs week. were this week. I think they're around five from memory. But, um, yeah, it wasn't 19%. Yeah, yep. okay. Anyway, um... So maybe six, but yeah. Let's move on to some poor players. So Todd Marshall. Now, before the show off air, we were uh, talking about him, Dossie. So he had 83 points. And he's seriously coming on this season. Like, he looks like a half-threatening key forward. He's pretty athletic and can take a grab. And he's, I think he's Port's best set shot, I think they're saying on the commentary. Yeah, dead eye. As well. But most games, he's this is the flag, I guess. Most of the games he starred in, he's played against pretty crap opposition. So he had 88 against the Crows, 137 against West Coast. 77 against Western Bulldogs, who are pretty easy for key fours to score against. If you look at the uh, the uh, points against player type on the Keeper League website, um, and he had North, 83 points against North. So I'm just not buying it yet. That's oh, all. that's because he's versing them, and then he's making the score higher for the starts. <laughs> I've actually got that reference later in the podcast, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's what um, you said to me last week. But no, that was obviously a joke. But anyway. Well, he's got the hands on the hips. He's not happy. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Anyway, oh, the Stengel thing last week. But anyway, uh, Mitch Georgiades is the next player I'm going to talk about. So he had 81 points and basically just as above uh, Todd Marshall, but just with probably less of a high ceiling that Todd Marshall has. Um, but yeah, I love watching him play and I think he could make a good streamer type in the future. I just can't see him being a massive scorer, kind of playing that third tool roll oh, yeah don't love it mm. you you screwed your face up you, you ah, yeah it's just a tough roll isn't it yeah it is uh jeremy finlayson 77 points um he's scoring pretty well and but it was an easy game but i just still think he's the one to go when dixon is back i still think we'll probably i don't think we'll roll dixon out in geelong no, again they said they're not yeah to. yeah well there you go um kane farrell saw a bit more wing time this week and he only scored 58 but Third game back after an ACL. Kicked a nice goal as well. So he's just one I'm liking. One I'm not liking is Xavier Dersma. He had 45 points. You know Space Jam? Space Jam. Space, <laughs> Space Jam. Jam. Space Jam and <laughs> <laughs> Space Jam. I cut jams. Um, Space Jam, uh, where the monsters come and they take all the powers. I think that's pretty much yeah. what's happened to him. Um, Have you seen the new one? The Space Jam 2? I got no. through 30 minutes and turned it off. It is so bad. Absolutely. Wouldn't I, watch the, uh, uh, I got through. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> does it get any better? Because it was just absolute train wreck. It does not get better. Oh, okay. But it was totally worth it. <laughs> it could not have been. Nostalgia. <laughs> uh, and anyway. need to reference MJ, though. That's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, well. It's like he didn't exist. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Dersmail was on a wing for most of the game, but just couldn't find the footy. The saving grace was he went forward late and kicked a couple goals. No bow and arrows, though. I don't know. Maybe you don't do the bow and arrow when you're 10 goals up. End of the game. I don't mm. know. We're going to get dropped next week. <laughs> that too, maybe. Um, so, yeah, uh, not loving him. And I have no idea where I'm going to find any midfielders in my side with the injuries I've got at the moment. But anyway, 
Um, let's move on to Saint. Actually, they Jalan. did. They did kind of. I forgot, but I won't ruin it. Spoiler alert! I, I know you'll watch the end of it one day. Yeah, I'm totally going to watch it. Um, <laughs> don't ever start it. Saint Kilda versus Geelong <laughs> game. Uh, Jack Steele uh, is out because he got injured. So, just a player that I think might benefit. So, I think Seb Ross is going to be a big candidate uh, to kind of boost his numbers over the next few weeks. But I think it really protects Jade Gresham, who we've seen slide in the CBAs a little bit over the last few weeks. I think he's going to be. Uh, one that's going to really, I guess, benefit from him being out. Speaking of Jay Gresh, we'll talk about him on this uh, game. I think we have we have two G four paid him, or haven't we? Anyway, he was got, he was sliding backwards, and a lot of people were worried last week, so I've brought him back here. But he had one hundred and two points, and he had thirteen CBAs, so that was forty six percent. He only had thirty three percent last week, but he was averaging sixty seven percent before this week. So he was pretty lively at four, um, despite no goals, but still playing in the midfield, which was good for him. And the Saints were just on top. I think a lot of people were worried about the CBA dip as well because Zach Jones coming back in has kind of caused that, I think. But I think we're still going out. We can at least expect what we saw last weekend going forward for the next few weeks. So I think Jade Gresham should just, owners should just chill a little bit, I reckon. I, I think, think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think we should not talk about 2G for P guys and start talking about uh, the Are we one, actually 2G, did not The one, the only. Dan McKenzie. Jack Bytale in the VFL. <laughs> Is he still like. Um, <laughs> Wasn't he listed as like <laughs> overweight on the on the injury list? Uh, I think it was like fitness or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know but, um, obesity can be a, a, a disability, look, but he's <laughs> he might be back. Look, uh, with, the, with the with the um with the Pete with the guys out though. Obviously, there's players that are going to take. But Gresham's way too G for P, by the way, just quietly. But Jess, have we officially done it? That's what oh, I mean. Mate, we should have weeks ago. Anyway, too let's G. move on. Dan McKenzie is the next guy I want to talk about. So not much to really say. Eighty four. Points just playing on the wing all day, but just doesn't offer too much value because he's inconsistent, mid only. Meh. More of a tip of the cap than anything for an 85. Mason Wood, though, we talked about in the Wavewire podcast. I think he's only 38% owned and he had 80 points and he just plays that wing forward role kind of consistently most weeks. Um, I think he's worth owning as a loophole given the forward status. So I think that's one to actually think about. Billings did come back and play a lot of time on the wing this week as well, though. So I don't know, might restrict him a bit, but we didn't see it this week. So yeah, Mason Wood's one I like the look of just to, to have on your bench just in case you need some cover. He I seems think. to play wing and then forward, I which know. actually kind of works nicely for scoring because you can get those marks and goals up forward and then mm. yeah. go on the wing for a cheap kick. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's not too bad. Yeah. It just doesn't do it consistently because so mm. it will get thrown up forward for like big chunks of the game. That's all. Yeah. Um, Josh Battle, have we 2G4P'd him? So, oh, yeah. We need to though, don't we? Yeah, I think we do need to. Like he's just too highly owned now. Can we just purely so yep. just now? I, want Kays, I just want Kays to do the official 2G. Kays, please. Still. Stamp. Josh Battle. Your 2G4P. <laughs> I want to clip that for the TikToks. <laughs> anyway. I need to get uh, myself a badge now. <laughs> hey, I'm coming to the party. Where's your badge? We'll talk about that badge later on. But uh, Tim Membry is the next player I want to talk about. Uh, 84 points. So still maintain he's one of the best key forwards for fantasy when he's up and about. So he works both hard both ways. So he pushes back, takes a few grabs in defence when Saints need him to, kicks a few goals. And the goals he kicked in the league were pretty crucial as well. Though later on in the game when they're kind of, you know, charging home. Um, had six marks in this game as well. So I think he's still kind of under-owned out there. So I don't mind Tim Membry. And Paddy Ryder is in there just because he had 80 points. Just consider him if you need a ruck. Just with so many rucks going down, he's one of the better options. And if you need him, you'll get him pretty cheap in keeper leagues just because of his age. People will be pretty keen to get rid of him just to take what they can before he retires. So if you need a ruck this year, I don't think Paddy Ryder is the worst option out there. He's still going pretty right for the uh, for the FOSS. Um, On to some Geelong players now. Zach Guthrie. 83 points. 2G4P. The zone. Off <laughs> half back again. 
Um, yes. Did have a little stint on the wing. I think there's one or two wing appearances in there, but mainly off halfback. Um, started like an absolute house on fire. Did taper off a little bit towards the end. The only thing just, is it warning signs, guys? It was a 59% disposal efficiency. I didn't check the kicking efficiency, but I reckon that would have been low as well. With six turnovers nah, in just, this just game. Just the five clangers would be right. Chris, high, pre- high pressure game. Chris Scott mm. doesn't seem to kind of take too kindly to that sort of stuff. That's Eight, all. 83 fantasy, 55 super coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just worry about his longevity in the side just nah, right, given, his, given his- Come yeah. on. They play Patrick Dangerfield each week. They can't be that worried about turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in there just to move the ball forward out of the midfield though, but he's not doing that really anyway. So I don't know. Maybe he'll go as well. Um, now Tyson Stingle, so 45 points this week. Uh, tip of the cap not to 2G, 4PM last week, I think, to myself. You're the Tyson um, Stingle president of fan club. Well, no, but so. I said I could have I could have <coughs> campaigned for 2G, 4P last week, but I decided against it for this very <laughs> reason. Uh, I've just struggled to score this week. So, yeah, I don't think it was Tyson Stengel uh, actually making those teams look easy. Dossie, I think you were were correct. Um, And Mish Never is another one that people are interested in. So he had good points per minute last week after coming on as the sub. 79% time on ground this week, but just couldn't score. I think it was in the 40s. Um, So, yeah, we'll probably be out next week knowing Geelong and how they treat their rookies. But, uh, yeah. Can I just mention one a guy that's like on the edge kind of being that keeper league guy for the last – since he was drafted basically – had just another disappointing year when you thought he'd kind of break out is Brendan Parfit, like with forward status forward in status, ultimate yeah. footy. Mm. And he was I'm, going big early I'm as well. I'm literally having oh, yeah. to, I'm benching him now. He's just yeah. like, you know, low time on ground still, just nothing that you thought he'd kind of finally take the reins and just hasn't happened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you just need absolutely everyone else to kind of die off. You need Sell to go away. You need Dangerfield to go away. Maybe you just need all them to oh, just, just go like, He looks so good in patches, but still, yeah, just the low time on ground just never kind of clicks. Like, he hasn't scored over 80 this year. Same as Quinton I thought Michael. it was a bargain going to come, like, take, you know, take yeah. that midfield role. Anyway, stop whinging, Doss. Let's move on to Sydney versus Essendon. All right. Oh, that's me. Yes. That's me. Thank God it wasn't me. This game, <laughs> I only watched the last 10 minutes, but it was, I was like it, like a kid in the candy store with the amount of junk that was going well, on the last 10 minutes. If you had Sydney players, you would have been <laughs> it happy, was amazing. Mate, sure. like, I don't think the Dons yeah. touched it in the last quarter. On our other group chat, um, Kays was complaining, our footy's too hard to watch these, uh, these days with terrible umpiring. While I'm sitting there cheering, just... Guys kicking to each other in the back line, just getting a real oh. kick out of it. So. It was like it was pretty. I mean, for me, I had a few dons that I was hoping would lift, and like I think, like I had a parish, for instance, and he scored like three points in the last quarter. No one it, turned up, did they? No, eighty-seven parish was the oh, top scorer. Oh, that's top awful. scorer. Yeah, and it, and again, like they kind of was starting to compete again in the third, and then in the last quarter, it's, like you said, it was just complete sharing like the, the game footy was around for dog the shit, but for fantasy mm. it was amazing yeah so let's talk about a few players Nick Blakey um, I just wanted to talk about him because 93 points and we need to give him an official ruling I think because <sighs> I'm he's, on board. he's ticked over he's just well actually he hasn't ticked over he's 79.9 oh, point needs another average. week then <laughs> needs another week 79.9 uh, he took nine kick-ins so Look, the Oracle might have been onto something with uh, his, uh, you know, changing of the guard here. Mm. That being said, Lloyd has gone back-to-back tons since uh, you that claim. You know what I've noticed as well? Mm. Now that Blakey's taken the kick-ins, so many of these little these sideways kicks just go to Lloyd. So, he gets plus sixes mm. instead of plus threes. Kind of like the an effect <laughs> yeah. with like Hearn and Withered yeah. and regardless. Do you guys want to talk about the real, what really happened? What? So, what score was Jake Lloyd on at three-quarter time? Yeah, it was. he was one of the- 
Are you he telling me? Are you telling me you're surprised junk? that Jake Lloyd junks? Have you watched this guy over the last ten years? <laughs> Forty nine at three quarter time. <laughs> that's I'm not worried. Un- that's I'm not worried. unusual for worried. Jake Lloyd. Mate, he averages. They're not going to play Essendon each week, mate. <laughs> he averages fifty five in the last quarter in his, his career. career. <laughs> that would be really. Can we get some stats this year on that? That'd be good. He is the junk time king. That's why he's there. Yeah. Impressive stuff though by Blakey And he also got absolutely poleaxed By Sam Draper in a marking contest I thought he'd um, almost KO'd himself Was that the only point, thing so. Draper did for the evening? Look, I'll, I'll talk about him okay. in a sec so, Well, I'll just quickly skip to him Look, he had he scored 17 fantasy points And he had 16 hit outs I think his super coach score was lower um, yeah. So thanks from AFL Stats, mate Happily told me uh, That he had more CBAs than fantasy points Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, look, it'll take time. Um, all the bombers are down on form, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Back him in. Uh, Another player. Nick Blakey, not 2G4P. We've established that. Not technically, no. Yeah, I agree. It's not technically. We can't. Last week. So if he but goes you can, over, You yeah. can go to a vote, but all three have to agree. So Kays is obviously not on board. No. Well, this I've been like- so sceptical fielding him week to week, and I'm finally going to give him a go this week. So if he lets me down... Um, I think five of his scores now have been above 80 mm. out of nine. That's if, pretty if, good. If, if I field him and he, and he pops, we can give it to him next week, I reckon. All right, Tom Papley, 109 points, and we mentioned him on the exclusive to Keeper League members waiver wire podcast. But I'm going to spoil it a bit here because <laughs> he was fantastic, and I do think he's probably an option that you should be looking at to pick up. The Swans have two games in a row on a Friday night, so you can loop him in, uh, or any Swans for that matter, but... Tom Papley's a nice little option. He's not owned by that many coaches out there. 63% owned on Ultimate Footy. They've got Carlton and Richmond in the next two, um, both of which are top four for conceding points against mid-forwards. And on that midfield factor, Tom Papley getting some centre bounce attendances this year. So he attended 39% on the weekend, and that was up a bit on his average for the season. So, look, he averaged 78 points or it's nearly 79 points last year i just think you know why not sydney are going to do that and share the pill around he's a feisty little man when he plays in the midfield so i'm i'm happy to spend a wave pick up and get him he's fake news i owned him last year and i don't reckon i, I hardly ever fielded him i think yeah a 79 <sighs> averaging forward you look barely at his, look him. at his back his last eight games or something his last eight games of fire he played some absolute trash early in the season yeah, I don't know. But, but like those last can you continue on? And those last games were when Sydney, you know, were up and about and they they can do this. Like when they're up and about they just I kind of side with Kay so cuz I don't love like he gets CBAs and this next week he won't get anything sure, and like loop him but yeah. like I said, yeah. Okay. But yeah. you can you can spend that and try and get a couple of wins with a forward like yeah, that. Yeah, I like him as a loophole option if you can get him early. But he plays Friday night this week so he's probably a good candidate. Don't mind the pass. Average 65 last year, dude. <laughs> Did he? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, did I do that wrong? Yes. Unless it was... Yes, the year he most f- definitely did. And he only cracked <laughs> 83 t- four times. Was, it the, year be- was it the year before that? Maybe. I don't know. In the COVID year? If you bump it up? No. I don't know. Fake news, Doss. Doss, what's did going I on? Just I, bring don't, some- I don't trust any of your stats now. Oh, he did. <laughs> this is the first week Doss has done his notes before <laughs> oh, the yeah, show. Oh, they're well, wrong. He, he, averaged, 70, he averaged 79 <laughs> in 2017. Oh, He's coming back. <laughs> He's coming back to form this year. Yeah, Doss, stop doing your notes before the show, mate. <laughs> Jesus. That's a pretty poor form. Anyway, don't well, worry about in it. In those years, he tackled well, which is a good sign if you're getting centre bounce attempts. Yeah, right. Lock him in. <laughs> Gee, no wonder you didn't field him last year. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> we had Laddams and Hickey as the first uh, little taste of what it's going to look like with Laddams' season 
Could it be over or will it be here to stay? Unfortunately, he only scored the 63 points and Hickey had the 48. Um, it was our first mm. look at the Hickhams duo. Hickams. <laughs> That's better. Hickams. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they both had pretty low time on ground. Maybe Hickey easing him back in with the 69% time on ground. Where do you, what do you guys reckon? Is this just going to be a case where you can't field either? I think it might be somewhere. Because mm. um, were they playing McLean in this game? Um, He's been out for the last couple I weeks. I think so. Yeah. yeah, so like let, Laddams just goes to that ruck forward role. The issue is if they're thing. only scoring that many points against Sam Draper, who what couldn't touch the ball, that's dangerous. Yeah, but you add them together and that's what their point the score should have been if they're playing solo. No, I mean, but like- <laughs> Oh, sorry. Like Draper was non, yeah, yeah. non-competitive whatsoever yeah, sorry, by the sounds of it and they're still only scoring that. That's not good. Yeah, no, nah, it's not going to be- I don't think it's going to be good for fantasy. Nah. And anyway, I think Hickey's still the number one ruck as well, just personally. I think when he's up and about, he's still just a better player. So, Laddams is just the same player as he was last year? Basically unsuitable yeah. if he's not Unless the there's one that's out, I think, unless he's solo ruck like he was. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, luckily, you get the chance to loop him two weeks in a row. So, that's probably your, your saving it's grace. Handy. Yeah. Um, because obviously the thing he, is though, he has like, it in him. It's just got to pop. The thing is, though, if you've got Laddams, you've probably got Hickey. So looping short, you can do as a forward. I get that. But it's like you're going to have to play one of them in your ruck spot. Why would you have one or the other, though? Hickey's not like a superstar. Just handcuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, row bottom, 85 points. I just wanted to note that I don't know if he gets suspended for his hit on... Um, he hit Zach Merritt high, but it was sort of low impact. So I wonder whether any news of that's come through. But it's good to see him finally putting some scores together. But at the same time, we saw how many tons Sydney had. And I don't know. I think this guy's just going to be a perennial keeper guy, even though he's still super young. But you look at around him and it's like, you know, you've got Warners coming through that's going to get more mid-time. Like, does Goulden eventually go into the midfield? I mean, even Braden Campbell can play inside eventually. It's like, will they just go past row bottom or yeah, is he- I've read him off. I just don't think yeah. he's going to make it. Not going to make it as a fantasy he's scorer. He's like 20. But he's not going to make it as a fantasy scorer, I don't think. Okay. Because uh, mm. the main the main core of their midfield is actually quite young now, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's that's just the thing. I wonder. Yeah. What, like, But the thing is, he does bring something to them. I'm not like questioning. I still think he's a good player. Like yeah. said, fantasy But someone like Chad Warner does it more than- Warner's what, a gun. Yeah. Have we 2 G'd him? Cause yeah, like, we did yeah. last week, didn't yeah. Because yeah. he tackles as well. So you kind of go, oh, robot can tackle, but yeah. Warner's averaging- shit ton of tackles this year one is so good yeah alright moving on to the Dons just a quick question Kays mm. uh, any do you think in general the Bombers are by low because I'm going to go through a few candidates I thought it might be good to go through a few by low sure. potential candidates yeah. but just in general what's your feeling do you reckon the Bombers can bounce back or do you think that it's kind of fool's gold trying to pick up anyone at the moment I think we'll get We'll get into a bit of a fantasy friendly game, I think. When like when we are playing our best footy, our scores are good. Mm. Um so like yeah. even if you look back probably to last week's win, I at a guess I'd say that like the scores were up. You know, like I remember McGrath scored all right, you know, Parish went well, you know, like so I think it's more about that when we're actually competitive, we're not a horrible fantasy side, so probably Yep. Like, take the risk. You've got nothing to lose. Well, let's go through a few candidates and I wonder whether you guys are keen or not on buying these guys. So Nick Hind. Last year averaged 85. Did I get that right? Did he average 85 last year or is that completely not sure. I'm not as quick as you on the Google, so I'm yeah. not sure. Well, I think he did. Hopefully, I didn't get those numbers wrong. It sounds about right. 68 points on the weekend. He's been just out of favour this year. 72 average. He's still owned by 93%. So, you know, technically still 
too G for P, too good mm. to be talking about. But at that average, we can probably give him a bit of slack. And do you think buying a guy like that at the moment is a good idea considering, you know, he's gone at 84. You probably don't have to pay too much for him. People might be keen to jump off. I think I think so because he has pace and we need that from that back line. So, he's one they can't afford to drop again, in my opinion. Um. I, I, I'm saying no, he's like, yeah, I'm not running him off just yet, but I just do wonder about those guys who move clubs and then have that kind of, they, they just seem to happen so often that guys move clubs, have a bust out year and then they kind of just go away again. I don't think he's that kind of guy, but it does happen a bit. That's all. Mm. Just like for reference, to impress um, early. it was maybe positive signs of the weekend in that he had 522 metres gained for Essendon. So sure, he only scored 68, but that kind of shows you that they're getting the ball back in his hands to be that mm. guy to get it out of the defensive line. So that was the most for Essendon. Uh, Dylan Shield, I want to talk about 50 points. Is this guy just completely done or is there any interest in buying low might be just picking him up off the scrap heap <laughs> at this um, rate? I've, I'm really in, I'm in dire need of a midfielder in my side, really. And I was like going through and I'm like, who could I target here? And I looked at Dylan Shear and I was just like, nah, line. <laughs> like, it's that bad. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. Look, 18 centre bounce attendances, 20 touches, 15 handballs though. And I was looking at it, 69 metres gained for that. He's, Matt, he's Matt Crouchy. Doesn't add a lot. Look, he still had five clearances. I don't want to totally poo-poo him. Still had five clearances, most for um, equal, most for bombers and most contested possessions on the ground as well. But look, he's either going to get dropped, I think, again, which is going to open up those opportunities more. He never actually more. got dropped in the end. Yeah, yeah. technically it didn't. Or the other way it's going to go is he just keeps his CBAs and lifts his output and you get an absolute little bit of a bargain because, you, like I said, you're, not gonna, you're probably going to be able to pick this guy up off the free agency pool, honestly. Option yep. one, option one. He's dropped. He's going to get dropped. Especially because there's a guy that you can talk about soon. Uh, Jai Caldwell, just to note, he he got KO'd in this one and won't be playing this week. So he's another midfielder out for me. Good. So he scored 40 points, uh, only played half the game, got like he was running back with the flight in the third quarter and got smashed. Um, Where do you think he sits long term, though? Like, (sighs) we kind of probably expected a bit more this year. We definitely. But that being said, like, the Bombers are. Down low. Yeah. Is this right now, especially when he's got a week off, can you buy him low and could you, especially if you're a rebuilding team, I think this is the kind of guy I'd target. Are Bombers ever going to be good? Like 20 years They're better than this. Final, like we We're saw it. Than, They're better than this. We have no key, well, our, our issues are our key posts. Yeah. We have no real good key forward, like take Peter Wright out of the equation and our defense tall wise is Dyer. This was, um, I guess it's kind of off topic. It's not really fantasy, but Adrian Dodoro, how do you s- sit with him? He's been around for a long time and hasn't really built you any decent list and he just never seems to cop any scrutiny whatsoever. He's been okay. He's got in some names, I think. And that's what pe- f- footy clubs thrive on, getting names in, and we've got names in. He's not performing. But I think that almost goes on. If you want to be get real deep about it, yeah. like people like to know that they can recruit big names. Like, you know, we've, we've got yeah, okay. Caldwell, we've got Stringer. I think just being got, a you know, Melbourne like, club allows you to do that, but... Anyway, let's get back to the point of Jai Caldwell. Um, I'm a, he was number one fan. Like I've loved this guy. I've held him for five, four years. Whenever he came in, basically, I've held him since the start. I'm, I'm starting to lose faith. I really am. Like I'm just, I'd hold firm. He's getting, I'd, I'd hold firm he's getting the opportunity and can't do it. The only thing that's kind of going to lean towards giving him like another year on my spot on my list is that he missed all of last year. So I kind of feel like I'm, we're getting what we should have seen last year type things, like a year behind. So that's yeah. the only thing. Look, I'm put it this way: I'm off him short term, like you know, yeah. your classics, your single seasons, like no thanks. But mm. I'm just saying, 
as that. If you're rebuilding and you're looking at a midfielder that's completely undervalued right now and could be a huge part of the Bombers' midfield going forward, I think he's your guy because you're going to not have to pay too much to get him. Uh, moving on, though, Hobbsy. Ben Hobbs, I think he's a nice little stash. We've talked about him a few times. Uh, he had a big start to this game and then sort of cooled off, mm-hmm. but good to see, good signs. One last question for you, Kays, because yes. there's a lot to talk about with Bombers at the moment, it's I dire. think. Are you surprised Archie Perkins hasn't been thrown into the mix to play a bit of midfield? Because he's just he's got a bit of go about mm-hmm. him. He's the only one that hasn't really been given the opportunity to go in there because they do they just like him forward too much or what's the go? Be interested to see what happens now where – you know, like we are rock bottom kind of thing and do they start to try a few things? I'm actually okay with it because maybe you don't need to expose someone like him to just getting smacked in the mm. midfield weekend. Yep. You know, like if he comes up against Mills, Parker, you know, that's just going to be a bloodbath for a second-year kid. Like, yep. And we've seen so many times where, you know, clubs give all these opportunities to young guys who maybe just aren't ready for it. Like, and then it almost derails their career or at least for mm. next, you know, for the rest of the season or stuff. So no, if, they, if they think he's up to it, go for it. But you know, I'm, I'm not angry at truck for that. No. Get the truck out of here. Might Holy Jesus. We're 50 minutes of the podcast. We're not even up to Sunday yet. So <laughs> Adelaide versus Brisbane. Okay. You're up. I went to the game. My first live football this year. It was fantastic. Picked myself up a Ben keys batch. Pretty happy with it. Too. Um, so a couple of little um, tidbits from being at the the game live. You know, I'm, you know, we were, I was on the bottom level on the wing. It was a good spot. Jared Berry is exceptionally quick in real life. He burnt Jake Saligo off very comfortably. I'm assuming Saligo is an 18 year old kid who can run. He just went, didn't even look like he was trying, and just burnt mm. him off. So he's going to be nice. quickly on the wire soon too. Cameron Rayner <laughs> has absolute powerhouse legs. Like, you were talking about, what was his name? Girth. Buku Kamas. Buku Quadmas. Yeah. No. Mm. Cameron Rayner below the belt is just like yeah. Hef's yeah. upper body. Like, if you combine Hef's upper body and his lower body, Thick with you'd the have Q. the Hulk. Um, ben Keyes is amazing, and that's all I've got to say. Uh, look, onto the game. Oscar McInerney had 107 points. It was his best score of the year by 26 points, and that comes down purely to the matchup. Um, look, Rob may have been down on form, but I don't think Big Strawn is the answer to the Crows' problems, unfortunately. Uh, Oscar McInerney had 40 hitouts, kicked one goal and seven tackles. He really brought it. Um, the funny thing is I think Crows people think that Kieran Strawn's like 21 and stuff like that. Kieran Strawn is six weeks younger than Rob. So, Kieran Strawn is not the answer to any of the Crows' I questions. I saw an article coming out. I, saw, I, didn't, I only saw the headline. It was like, they're going to play him again. Yeah. No, they're yeah, playing him four weeks. Four weeks. They're going to give him a month. Wow. And they've got St. Kilda this week. He's going to go super well up against Ron. Why are they giving him a month? Just to just, prove his just, point. Yeah, like to give him actual run to see how he goes because they've just off Rob. Wow. That's huge. So, he's a 26-year-old Ruckman who, Jesus. yeah. 26, though, you can still get another six yeah. years out of him type thing if he's all right. Yeah, You're not going to. It's Kieran Strawn. But yeah, yeah, it's his third. He's played three. It's not games. uncommon for Ruckman though to kind of come good. Like if you sure. look at when Rob, kind of, well, Rob, I guess he's been around for a while now, but he's like twenty four when he came in. Yeah. yeah, so it was like poor Rob. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Kibin Coleman had seventy nine points. I just continue to be impressed by him. Uh, he looks like a really good size. That's great skills. Kick this amazing goal um, right in front of me. Right in front of me. <laughs> uh, Sixteen touches for him. Um, yeah, he just looks like a. He looks like everything that the, the Lions promised in the off season, which is which is good to see. So, um, if you can have a piece of him, I know he's got back forward status here. Should only have back status uh, next year, but definitely still worth the the take. Uh, Jackson Haitley, <clears throat> ninety eight points from him, easily his best game. 
Have I was listening to Five Double on my way home. Oh, that's unlike you to listen to. <laughs> but it's actually, it's actually, it's actually fun. So they interviewed Jackson Haley today, and like you know, they were like, oh, you know, you didn't do too badly against Patrick Cripps last week, and he goes. Yeah, only kept Cripper to 35 and 2. Thought I played all right. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's, that's good self-deprecation, Jackson. Well done. I like that. But uh, he himself had 27 touches and kicked one goal, two on Saturday night. Probably should have kicked three. His two misses, um, I think one fell short and one got touched on the line or something like that. So, um, look, when I go to the footy, you know, I kind of get into the, the crowd and the, the environment and stuff like that. And I'd probably miss a lot of the – I find it's hard, especially with the midfielders, to pick up all the little one-two handballs oh, and the, the kicks out there. So, like, you know, for example, Lockie Neal played great, but you didn't see all of his 50 touches or whatever he had on the weekend. Whereas Haitley took had a lot of touches in, like, uh, critical points for the Crows, like coming back in defence and doing some good things. So, I think that's good that he's get he's not just winning the cheap ball. He was winning, you know, ball that needed to be won. So, um, I think that's promising for him. Going forward and holding that spot. But look, we'd written him off last week, I think, you know, just uh, hasn't, you know, they penciled him half forward flank. Then he went tagging. But now they actually said, nah, mate, you're ready to go in the guts. And look, he's actually kind of delivering on what we've thought he could do for some time. And based on that news you just said about Strawn giving him a month, that's probably great news for Hayley. Like, it's clear that they're trying to get these kids to go and see if they've got something. Just on um, watching footy live and how hard it is. I also agree it's hard to watch footy live just because you generally have like, six or seven beers and mm-hmm. all your mates around you talking shit to you. Mm-hmm. How many beers did you have on Saturday night, Kate? Four. Is that all? Just the mm-hmm. way you were ranting on the group chat, I thought you might have had a few more. I just more hate umpires. All. Yeah, you really, you really offered. And the Crows have <laughs> actually go. offered, a, have <laughs> asked the AFL for a please explain because it was that bad. Okay, cool. So oh, I'm not was, the only yeah. person who I was at a that. mate's house and his old man was not happy. Anyway, let's move on. It's actually not the decisions. It's the paying 50 metres is just a joke. Is that for the arms out though? Uh, no, this was like, there was one where Jared Barry went up to get the ball. They tackled him. He dropped the ball and then they've called and then basically, I don't know, Saligo or someone picked the ball up and kicked, kicked it, it away yeah. and they've called holding on. Oh. Yeah. So, like, he's been tackled, dropped and there was just kicked like the ball that. away, like, I don't know. <clears throat> but if you think that someone's been paid holding the ball where it was, hold, probably holding yeah, the ball and then they've reversed. Just shit like that where mm. they – it's not the split moment decisions. It's the ones where they're actually – and there was one where like, that one doesn't annoy me too much. Like you, there was you, one where the guy you hear the whistle, you should look and see that, what the call is. There was a guy that took the mark uh, on the on the like boundary line, and the guy's called umpire's called come back, and he's kind of he started to make his way back off to the mark, and they've called fifty for like not getting back out in time. Yeah, you like get that, that they're trying to speed the game up. No, so but it like fifty meters is just disgusting. Yeah, okay. Like it sh- those are the calls that need to be stamped out of the game. Let's move on. Shane McAdam, ninety-four points. I love the way he plays. Um, it's just good fun to watch because really good hands overhead. Uh, kick three. Surprisingly, he's actually been pretty solid from a fantasy perspective this year. He's averaging 67, which is, you know, not horrible. I think it's more of a tip of the cap game, but uh, just one to watch. Um, Sammy Berry had 89 points. Another good score for the young midfielder. He's a real stocky dude in uh, real life, that's for sure. Um, look, once again, the same issue we keep seeing with Sam Berry, 14 touches, 13 tackles. Uh, low tog again, so 69%. Similar to last week where he did ton up. Um, I'm kind of a bit torn on my thoughts with Sam Berry because it looks like he needs those plus fours to score. The question is, can he develop into a natural accumulator? Never really had it as a junior. And I suppose the bigger issue is he loses the forward status um, next year because he's basically been playing every centre bounce that he's been on the ground for. And technically, based on Hef's rules, which I know we do bend and break, but he's yeah. technically two Jason. He hasn't had four weeks, 80 plus. I thought it was three. No, it's four. Oh. He's one so week off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what would you do with him, though, if you owned him? 
Second is to trade enjoy. high. Um, this year, I would, yeah, I would. But I don't know. Like, I could see him. Like, he doesn't have to add that much, like, to get a decent. If he can score an 89 doing this, like, he only has to add, like, five or six touches to kind of get a 100 plus game. Sc- but, yeah, but then he's going to score on the flip side, he's going to score 13 tackles, have 13 tackles. Can he's, he build he's a have tank? High, he's going to have high tackle numbers. Could he build a tank? In the like, he's only getting 70%, mm. but 60%. Dossie, like you've done a lot of, of preseason. Do you think your tank gradually builds over, like, Five or six years, or do you think you just got what he's got? A, no, no, but do you think like honestly though? Do you think year. I don't I don't know the answer? Like that's why I'm asking. Do you think like there are My players that can kind of significantly built? Yeah, like I don't know. Sure. I feel like it just you like you've got it or you train. don't for some yeah. players. Like you've either you've got a big tank or you don't have a big. Well, yeah, tank. you, you do have kind of, a natural VO two yeah. max or whatever. But gradually no, it gets like, bigger. Yeah, if you train it for sure. Um, okay. I was a power athlete, so I had a small tank. Yeah, and why do you think? Like, look at Sarong. I couldn't even started at sixty percent. I couldn't even be described as an athlete. So. Yeah. And lastly, Jake Saligo, 59 points, uh, 12 touches. He's one who'd been in some great Sandful form after his first couple of games and thought he looked really comfortable at level. And I think, you know, how the Crows are doing this, you know, you, you get a good extended stint in the game, good extended time in the in this t- in the team. Sorry, I reckon he's going to be worth worth following. Just on that, like last year, Caleb Sarong, he was 20 years old and he was getting, you know, 60s and 70s. But is that tank or coach holding him out of the game? Yeah, well, well, maybe, what's to say Barry's not... Well, he's a nugget, though. But yeah. <laughs> but Barry's 20. I think yeah, he, no. he just looks a lot older. I don't know. I feel he's like it's 20. just some players just have tanks and some players don't. Like, mm. quite often, you see someone like Quentin Narkel, everyone's like, when he gets more time on ground, he's going to be good. But he's just not that, going to. With Barry's touches, does, does he look like he's an, an accumulator where he's going to get them out, like, free running on the wing and yeah. on the ball? I, can, I don't think so. I, think I can he's see him having higher player. tackle numbers. It's just... Um, then how much does he have to add to get? So, he's just like a Ben Cunnington. Yeah. I don't know. I don't love it. He might be the guy that can go 90 though and round out your midfield nicely and you have to have some of those on your side so but I wouldn't be just selling the farm to get him that's all just enjoy the ride this year if you're an owner yeah um, let's move on watch and learn boys this is how you get through a game quickly alright uh, Gold Coast versus Frio wet and slippery conditions but still some good scores came out of it now Nick Holman tip of the cap 87 Next. points let's not go through that uh, <laughs> Sean Lemon Next. So 84 <laughs> points a good couple of weeks uh, since Gold Coast have changed their game style so he's one to look at but I'm not sold at all but yeah he had 10 marks just Gold Coast Next. chipping the ball around but Next. Yeah, anyway this reminds me See, during the I think it was Saturday morning. Warney tweeted out, um, you know, you know, he sometimes says, you know, the changes or the, the last minute outs. Yeah, it was like out. Um, who's the fucking defender for the Crows? I don't know, but this out is- Jordan Butts in Nick Murray hashtag AFL Fantasy. I was like, that's not even relevant for us, man. Like, <laughs> that's relevant for no one. Anyway, uh, Connor Butterick. So he had eighty-one points. Same deal as what I was trying to say about lemons before I got nexted. Uh, basically, they chipping around a lot more in defence, using the ball by foot a lot more, which means a lot more marks. All that sort of stu- sort of stuffs up. Um, but he's rebounding well, and he's also taking a few kickouts from memory too. So um, Connor Butterick's one we've loved for ages, Kays, mm-hmm. and he's one. I'm that's excited. Going I'm very excited. Now everyone's chanting Chol season. Um, or chosen, I don't know. Um, this year, the chosen one. 80, 80 <laughs> points. Um, needed four goals to get there, though. So he's still only bench cover for mine. Here's his last five scores, guys 25, 28, 85, 21, 84. So it's either a 20 or an 80 for Chol. Yeah. Not buying it. Now, Griffin Logue, 110 points. I still think this is a tip of the cap. 
just coming off half back. Um, I think uh, Pierce went out in this game, got injured, so it might mm-hmm. have just caused a bit of, I don't know, just more of a role for him. I don't really know. 29 disposals, um, 11 kicks and 18 handles, though. Took 11 marks in defence. So, yeah, it was a bit wayward going forward, but I think that's just the nature of the wet and slippery game. Ball's holding up a bit, so not much to look at there. James H is one I'm liking, actually, though. So he had 108 points, back-to-back hundreds, and he's been playing on a wing a lot more. And I think with O'Driscoll out, uh, he should stay there for a while. So more time on that wing, has defender status, so that's handy. And just one um, I want to keep an eye on, Neil Erasmus, more for, I think he's going to be owned by everyone because he's of his um, junior pedigree. I only had 57 points, played up forward a bit in this game and only had four CBAs. So in the midfield mix quite a bit early when Sarong was out. But yeah, just wanted to watch if he can kind of play up forward a little bit more, maybe in the, in the AFL fantasy format, grab a cheeky forward status next season and it might be handy for a few if he pops out there. Done. Let's go. Nice work. Yeah, yeah. versus On to, yeah, Giants versus Carlton. Uh, your boy, Flocky O'Brien, 98 points. Was he my boy? I don't know. <laughs> um, look, he played a very good game off the wing um, and it's probably helped a bit by uh, Zach Williams' injury at times. So he's one I'm never quite convinced he's best 22 at Carlton, but there's probably a lot of Blues players who I'm not quite convinced are always best 22, you know, someone like a Jack Nunes, etc. But look, he could actually be one who does benefit from, uh, you know, Williams being out. He's... He, he's a guy who can play that halfback flank. Um, so, look, he had one goal and 22 touches on the weekend on the wing. He's basically pushed Setterfield out the side for that spot. And he's 54% owned, so he's one you could look at for, for a sneaky ad if you're interested. Uh, Jack Silvani, he had 89 points and was close to best on ground, played a, a ripper. Uh, had 20 touches and two snags uh, for a player of, I suppose, Silvani's type. That's a, a genuine day out. And he's been pretty good this year, uh, averaging 75, and his worst outing's been a ni- uh, 57. Underrated, underrated player. Yeah. And I think he's actually like- In fantasy nine, and real footy. But he's like 90% owned or something like that in, yeah. in Ultimate at the moment. Okay. So, um, yeah, high ownership. But he could be a good option going forward while Mackay's out too. So, sure. you know, uh, Charlie Kerno's going to have a lot of the heat up forward. And, um, you know, Silvani's mobile enough to get a bit up ground and uh, get some cheap peel up there. On to the Giants. Adam Kennedy had 89 points, um, and he's having a low-key, solid fantasy year by his standards. Seems to be in a, a nice role in that Giants defense. Had 20 touches on the weekend. I suppose a big one to me. I'm surprised to see him take four kick-ins. So, Isaac Cumming led the way with eight for that side, but he had four and then you know didn't even see one to Whitfield, etc. So, 31% owned. He's a mid-only at the moment. And look, the way he's been playing in, in defense this year, possible DPP ad, ad coming up this week. So, you know, maybe one just to look at if you're, you know, really searching on that waiver wire. I'm looking forward to our GWS conversation next week and see what happens. Yes. yes. That being said, it's West Coast, so we don't, we're probably gonna, not going to be able to take much out of it anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, Whitfield can actually do something next week. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, Lockie Ash had 72 and maybe some signs of life from uh, Lashes. 19 touches, was back in the middle, 23 CBAs, the most of any giant midfielder on the weekend. Um, he was on kind of Matt Kennedy and uh, Georgie Hewitt as opposed to a hard tag on someone. So, six back and watch and see how that unfolds over the next few, few weeks because I think he's one who could really benefit from a coaching change and man I know these guys are 2G4P but these scores would not suggest it Toby Green 33 Lockie Whitfield 46 Stephen Cornelio 49 absolutely crazy to see 
all those primo score so shit in one game. Um, in a game that like well, they just some people scored. They just wanted to send off Leon with a lot of love that they have for him. And it doesn't matter because if you read into Twitter, everyone is saying these got all these guys, all GWS players are going to skyrocket under new coach next week. So it doesn't matter. They're all going to get 150 next week because the new coach is coming in. My apparently. thing is, so what do you do? Like obviously, no, no one, no one is rage trading a Giants player this week, are they? Uh, no, I think I don't have any. Damn. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we talked about this on the on the pod pod about what you do, and you know, you, you got to literally hold it's just to hold hold for a week and see what or happens. Two, or, yeah, yeah, especially in draft leagues, you hold for a little bit longer and yeah. just see where things go for sure. All right, cool. Dos, Is that it? finish it off. Oh, it's me. Yeah, let's go, uh, Speedy Dos. West Coast Eagles versus Melbourne. Fantastic. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I talk about these guys all the time. So, yeah, well, I could skip a lot of the Melbourne players. They're pretty similar sort of. Oh, yeah, you've written another novel on Jake Bowie. Yeah. Well, I could just offer anyone who wants to know, they can get my notes for this. But Luke Jackson, Jake Bowie, uh, James Jordan and Tom Sparrow. You can talk about them. Don't, you just have to read out names. Give us a little once over. All right. Well, Luke Jackson, I thought he actually might get, I think my take, I'm willing to walk it back a little bit in the preseason. My take that- in games like this, where it's clearly going to be a blowout, I thought Jackson might get much more of the centre bounce usage just to give Gorn a rest. Yep. Not happened. So, 32% CBA is like, this is the game where I thought they might go, hey, Gorn, he just played full forward. Gorn, especially with like, his injury yeah. cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I thought it would be 20% forward, uh, 20% CBAs for Gorn. Just get in there, give him a bit of a scare early and then get out of there. Nah. So, so you can legit skip the next one. you got Bowie with a 55-point game. Doesn't need to be talked about, mate. Yeah, I might, I might miss that one. I might skip that one. Um, James Jordan, I want to hear about him. He played awesome, though. I don't care. I want to hear about James awesome. Jordan. James Jordan, 95 points um, off a wing. And Bowie was great. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nah, uh, so, yeah, you got, you got the 95 points playing on a wing. And I mentioned it on the waiver pod. It's kind of weird because it wasn't a high-scoring role last year just in the fact that it was Gus Brasher on one wing playing super defensive and then Langdon on the other, other wing kind of playing as that aggressive, as that aggressor. And um, anyway, we've seen, we saw him, this is really his only big score that we've seen. So, 95 mm-hmm. points against the Eagles. So, I don't think we take too much of it. But I really lo- just like him as a player and Same. hopefully can hopefully can get a proper role next year, like in the guts. But obviously, Sparrow is the preferred option in there. So, I think it's going to take someone like, yeah, a Viney to move on or which he's like heart and soul. Or an injury so, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, I'll just talk about who have I got? <laughs> Uh, Tom Sparrow, oh, he just missed out on 2G for P status after 295s in a row. So, we, I was pretty much guaranteeing that Sparrow would get 2G for P. Like, he had West Coast Eagles and North Melbourne. Yeah, I thought it was a given too, to be and, honest. Yeah, 59 points, unfortunately. So, instead, we'll just 2G for P, Jake Bowie, I think. Yeah, no, we won't. No, no not Bowie. Um, I think we will. He's too good. Greg Clark on the West Coast Eagles side, 61 points. I think we were kind of probably expecting more from him in this game. He started off well, didn't he? Look, well, he had all the CBAs in the world. Like, he was in there quite a bit. Low time on ground, though, 72%. And he had to run with Petrarca. So, a little bit like the... um a little bit like your Jackson Haitley on SEN the other week. Maybe mm. if Greg Clark jumped on, uh, he'd be talking about how he he tagged Petrarca to a respectable 28 <laughs> and 3 or whatever he had. So, um, yeah, I think hopefully they let him loose a bit more next week because that's, you know, you don't, he's 
playing there to win the pill. Like, yeah. let's just you, you're not going to win West Coast. Like, just give, let him lose. He's such a good size. The player that excited me probably the most in this game, though, from a West Coast perspective, and he'll probably be a lot of people's number one waiver pickup this week, I'd imagine, just due to the high score, was Connor West, 114 points, and was awesome for the Eagles all day, scoring um, or racking up 29 disposals, three marks, seven tackles, 41 points in the final term. I don't see that as junk. I just see it as a guy that kept trying all day and was just willing to- One of the few. Willing to keep going all day long. Um, had the most inside 50s for either side, which is pretty impressive when you're coming up against Melbourne. So, low time on ground to 66%. Like, if he can improve that, um, watch out. But I actually just saw this as a huge breakout game. This guy's been promising in the mm. waffle for a number of years. Hasn't had that huge game, I think, at AFL level yet. And this, to me, I was like, wow. Like, he was just dancing through opposition players. Like, as a forward eligible player this year, I just think take a punt on him. Hopefully, they just keep giving him some time. Yep. and yeah, Free swing. Really, really like the way he goes about it. And yeah, it was awesome to see as a West Coast fan. And the last couple of guys, Jermaine Jones didn't score well. Played, I thought he played um, a better game than he scored 54 points. We've seen him score a couple of good scores. I think they just need to chuck him in the guts too. He's actually provides something different. So, mm-hmm. Coach Dossie would have Jermaine Jones back in the guts. And a uh, little tip of the cap for Harry Edwards, scored 78 points. Um, didn't have to lock down because he had the McGovern and Barras in the same squad. But I know he's a big fantasy. He's a big fantasy fan, old, uh, old Harry Edwards. So, nice to see him pop a little quality score. So, hopefully he had himself on field in his draft league this week. All right. Only 70 minutes to get through the round rewind this week. So quality. That's, that's a record, I reckon. Elite. Yeah. I don't know quality how. over and quantity. <laughs> <laughs> Quality and quantity. Anyway, uh, membership stuff. So if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy 70 minutes worth of in-depth analysis, you definitely get in-depth analysis on this podcast, that's for mm. sure. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, if you want to jump on a support, you can do that. You also get weekly CBAs, kick-ins, scores for and against, projections, breakout tracker, and more by becoming a member. Basically, all the resources that we use to kind of uh, analyze our teams and analyze our picks and all the players we talk about in this podcast. So, uh, and you also get the pod pod too. But each week, we read out uh, 10 gold members. Who wants to do the honors this week? Uh, Dossie, you can do the honors this week. Gold members, Brett Johnstone. Now, I reckon he's Foreman, in- the- He was number one earlier- yeah, the, he's still doing pretty well, I think. Yeah. Old Brett Johnstone. So, yeah, in the classic rankings. Shane Crick, Tom Seagram, Evan Brumby, Scott Canther, Ryan Daniels. Oh, footy Rhino. The footy. The. Channel 7 boundary rider uh, in the Perth Games. Winter Olympics expert. Winter Olympics expert. Um, good bloke. Fantasy lover. Signs up to our podcast. The. That's how rhino. good. That's how good this membership system is. <laughs> People want these stats. Ryan Daniels, I reckon he's on, when he's doing his boundary riding for Channel 7, he's actually on Keeper League, just looking up stats to yeah. actually to I think talk about might things. Be, might be right there. Yeah. Anyway, good on you, Rhino. Uh, Damien Naud, Andrew Hutchone, Tim McAuliffe, and Matt Turkic. Thanks to those gold members. Casey, you sound like you've got something to say. Yeah, I just wanted to update the listeners that there's no trudge watch this week because uh, they had a buy. Okay, so, but we'll have a theme song for next week. They're going to next. <laughs>
All right, moving on to the listener questions. Uh, we are in a little break there. We thought of a trudge theme song, but <laughs> we'll have to stay tuned for that one uh, coming soon. Anyway, uh, let's get on to some listener questions. So first one comes from uh, Xavier Munro. Buy low on Williams and Steele. What would you offer for those players? Now, which, uh, Zach Williams, oh, I don't know. I'm an owner in one league and I'm kind of off him, I reckon. I'm not that keen on actually having him anymore to be honest like he's I went pretty high in our initial draft and um, kind of just either is injured or just hasn't delivered so yeah what do you guys think would you offer anything for Williams how old is he it's a big question getting on I think you, no, no, one, no one's buying still I low I wouldn't have thought no one's selling still no like I'm not I've, I own him I'm definitely not selling him selling him so, so he's had an injury yeah. affected 71 average this 27. year yeah. Williams. he's put up two big tons or one big ton <laughs> had a lot of 60s in there too I've never really been a massive Zach Williams fan. Like, I think there's a lot of uh, similar kind of defenders you can get that will cost you a lot less. I think Zach Williams has a bit of a, a name about him, which is fine. He's a, he's a good player, but I, I don't know if it's enough to kind of, you know, want, warrant me. Sorry, you know, trading yeah. the house or something for him. Yeah, no, nah, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not moving that. I'm not moving much to get him. No. Like if you get him a super good deal, for sure, but I wouldn't be Just on that, though, good yeah. news that he didn't do his Achilles. I think it's a three-month calf injury. Is that all? Yeah. Sounds okay. like great news. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no. It was much <laughs> more. Dead. Dude, Achilles is like- 12 months. Yeah, apart from if your name's Jay Gresham, Achilles is it was usually like a of, death sentence. It's kind of crazy. Like, he just- It was- Yeah, how it just happened. Yeah. Anyway. Nothing. Um, at Ranger J87. Hi, gents. Uh, Darcy Tucker doesn't appear to have as juicy fantasy role as originally touted in the preseason. Currently holding his bench cover. Do I continue or hold or go shopping for another defender? Someone like Ed Richards or Zach Guthrie? The Zoat. I think, it, uh, honestly, though. They, they Zoat for the ceiling, Ed Richards for the job security. Yeah. yeah. One of the two. But, yeah. like, you don't. You, like, what's he going to do, honestly? Like, he's not actually playing that much guts. Darcy Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, and and the wing and a wing spot where he might have fall, fallen previously, like Blake Akers is playing amazing footy, or mm-hmm. and there's James Ash on the other one, and so. like Fife's come, Fife's not left, like he's still coming back soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, we'll move on. So yeah, grab either of them is the verdict there. Um, Kay, I'm going to ask you this one because you mm-hmm. are the rookie uh, expert. Yep. Um, at Crossover City's asking, let's say Sam Darcy plays in round ten, where does he play and what does he average? Forward pocket and 32.7. That's not a lot, is it? Yeah, I can't see him. He's tall, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought he's having this year off. Didn't they? Oh, that makes I sense. I think they're coming. He's, I know he's actually going to play some footy soon. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Right. Awesome. But um, he's not going to average. He's averaging nothing. Yeah, okay. Like, look at someone like what Jamara Ugelhagen averages. Like, it's that. And yes, I know he's a ruckman and all that kind of stuff, but he's just he's still a bean pole. He's going to be, he's going to be a great player. But, um, yeah, definitely a stash as opposed to a bring in now to play. At Lizzie OKJ asks, Jack Billings DPP forward in round 12. A lot of wing attendances in this game at the centre bounces. So, plus it's like, what, three games? He probably hasn't played enough games to get there as well. So, I don't think so. But he's already got it in ultimate footy. Yeah. So, that's a good set. But it doesn't help <coughs> who the people who use the... The fantasy format, though. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. No. Um, at G7 Roaches, Roses, um, love the pod. Tossing up between Sam Berry and Connor West for my final forward position. <laughs> Would love your thoughts respect on respective roles and scoring potential. Thanks, gents. Okay, so you're going. I could be talked into either, but I don't think either will hold forward status. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, but like, I think it means for this, this year. Oh, for this year, if you're going to go between the two, 
Uh, I think Sam Berry's job security is ultra high. Like he's not getting dropped. I'm still unconvinced that Connor West has super high job security. Doss? Depends yeah, on no. The, I mean, the issue is Shuey's apparently coming back this week potentially and then, um, you know, Yo in the coming weeks and then they've also got Gaff to come back in. So, um, I totally agree. Like West, as I loved watching him play and hopefully I can hopefully gets the role going forward. But, you know, you've still got Greg Clark that needs time in there as well. So, I think West has a higher ceiling, but I yeah. think his job security is much Yeah, lower. Sam Berry's got the role right now and it looks like they want to keep playing him in there. All right. Um, at Brody Payne 1, he's got a mid-season draft coming up. Desperately needs a forward. Wants us to rank uh, the following forwards going forward. Um, Kerno, Sam Pepper, Nash, Silvani, Max King. So I reckon I'm going to go Sam Pepper first, then Kerno, then probably Silvani, then Nash, then King. That's my order. No, I'm going Kerno first. Yep, Kerno so. is what's Kerno like averaging? I'd, Eighty. Um, okay. Yeah, Kerno first. And yeah, and he's put up a couple. It's like his first year tons. back from injury, yeah. and he's doing this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just I he have was a phobia like of Nick Rewalt Junior when he was coming up. Like, yeah, I know he's, he's going well. He's so good. And then I'd probably go Pal Pepper. I think uh, Max King's got some bags in him. He's been kicking badly. Just so up and take. Yeah, but he just needs to. He'll, he could kick five, six goals week in, week out. You know, going and Nash might not even play. Nash is more. Nash is almost gone from like yeah. at the start of the season, or whatever, like number one to number five. Nash should have been dropped like probably four weeks ago in that Richmond game, or three weeks ago when he like actually spotted him up three times inside his own Ford fifty yep. and gave him three goals. Unfortunately, he's a nice little player, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Kerno, Sam Pepper. But I think if Nash plays, he's a better scorer Silvani. than Silvani and King. King That's the thing. So like, yeah. if they can, if they get but a few more injuries and stuff, he could go. Mid-season okay. pick, you want someone who's playing. True, first, and he probably yeah. wants him on the field, doesn't he? Yeah. At Trav014, Ben Patton has been solid. Does he have potential to get better and possibly a stash? He's got the potential. I don't think he does. It's just I think that team's pretty settled in the way they play. You've got Caulfield coming back next year and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon, Ben Patton? You, you love Ben Patton, don't you? Yeah, just, he's just solid. I'd really be, I don't think he's ever going to be a keeper, I don't think. No, I think he's going to be one of guy you can pick up each year and go like... Not in the mid-range. Yeah, keeper leagues he can play, play D4, yeah. D5. Bench cover, that yeah. kind of thing. Cool. And anything else from you boys? Because I noticed you're typing something. Oh, I was just going to do a question from me. We were talking about this off air. For those who play ultimate footy, uh, is not putting a captain on the field a dog act and using just the, <laughs> the vice captain button dodgy? If I, I believe... Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is, yes. <laughs> it yeah. is hacky. It is dog. Be a man, <laughs> be a man or a woman and play and put... The C on someone, even if it's that donut, because you need to do it, mate. I, I don't like it. Like, I don't love it. But <laughs> the fact that you can do it means you just do it. Like, you don't disadvantage so yourself because you have principles. There's so many things in life you can do, but you don't have to do. I'm such a man of honour that I didn't even know how to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you showed me pre-show. Yeah. Look, I might use it this way. Dossie's more angry because he's sitting there like, how are they doing this? <laughs> like, this isn't fair. <laughs> like, risking a donut each week. I think that's more of the issue. Um, yeah, anyway. might, might use it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap it up. Uh, get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Keep a league pod. Uh, make sure you hit up our sponsors. Go to manscaped.com and use the code KEEPER20 and get yourself 20% off and free shipping there. We didn't actually mention it at the top of the show, so it's probably good that we do that. And, uh, yeah, um, make sure you listen to the pod pod. Sign up as a member. Links in the description below. Anything else for you guys? That's all for me. We did in 80 minutes, guys. Well done. Good stuff. Yeah. Powered right. home. Shouts to Footy Rhino. 
Footy Rhino, what a gun. Beast. Bye. Sell Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs>